0: Welcome back, baseball fans! And if you're if you're not new here, you notice we do finally have a new intro where it's not Laz; it's now me because I'm going to be here a lot more often than Laz is, I think. But um, regardless, uh, welcome to this week in baseball, uh, episode two—technically like the third one—but uh, episode two of uh, season three. Uh, so, with me today, uh, we've got uh, Joe and Jonah. How are we doing today, gentlemen? What's up? We're good. Good. All right, good to hear. Yeah. And uh, I'm your host uh, Diego here. And uh, just like we've been doing, or that we were kind of starting this uh, the season, instead of the whole seven inning stretch like we did last season, we're just gonna just talk about baseball a little bit here, and just more traditional kind of podcasty kind of things. Uh, with that being said, a lot happened this last week, uh, but and we'll jump we'll jump into it over the next hour or so. Uh, but as always, we will start with. A standings update. So, as of uh, what is it, May May second? Yeah, it's May now.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, May second as uh, the recording of this video. Um, in the AL East, the New York Yankees uh, lead the division with a record of sixteen and six. The Minnesota Twins lead the AL Central with a record of thirteen and nine, and the Los Angeles Angels lead the AL West. The record of 15 and 9. Um, that is your American League leaders there. And jumping over to the National League, in the National League East, the New York Mets uh, with a record of 16 and 7 lead the East. In the NL Central, the Milwaukee Brewers lead with a record of 15 and 8. And in the NL West, it is the Los Angeles Dodgers, the record of 14 and 7. Uh, so, yeah, standings, uh, any, any big surprises from any team so far from any, either of you guys? Or do you think things are starting to shape up where we think they're going to just sit?
2: I mean, my biggest one is the Angels. What we're seeing, like, what we saw in April from the Angels is what Angel fans have been saying the past three years of if our hitters are healthy, if we have starting pitching, we're going to be great. And, I mean, the hitters are healthy, knock on wood. They have starting yeah. pitching. Lorenzen's been exciting. syndergaard has been good and it's like you're getting a
0: glimpse of what the Angels could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Angels are it at least so far feels like they're finally reaching the potential that they have. Or at least a bit. I don't wanna over overdo anything here. I still think the Mariners are in that division, but that's just me. Uh, Jonah, yeah. I, think...
1: I mean of the teams that are surprising, I don't even think it's crazy to say that the Angels shouldn't be like wouldn't be expected to be in first place, but like a lot of people still expected the Astros to be in first early in the season. I think that might be the only one that when we get to the end of the season at Game 162 might be a bit different. Um, everything else kind of is the same. I know people had hesitations with the Twins with their pitching, but they're a surprisingly deep t- team. So not surprised to hear them back at the top. um, It's just more that the White Sox are struggling. That might be the surprise there. But other than that, um, I don't think there's any, like, true surprise. As I said, the Angels are a good baseball team, and maybe the only surprise is that the Astros aren't in first place right now.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. and I mean, the White Sox are um, struggling health-wise, I think, more so. I don't know about more so than other teams, but they're, they're definitely feeling the biggest um, biggest hit from any team, I believe, because they sit with a record of 9-13 and right now, and I don't think anyone really predicted them to have a record like that um, three weeks into the season here. Um, yes. So, Another thing I do want to bring up is the fact that the Cincinnati Reds have the same amount of wins uh, than they did when we recorded this last week. <laughs> uh, they still have three wins. They have three wins. We talked about them last week. So, I just saw a clip of their
2: owner on Twitter, and it was like before opening day. and He's like, We're gonna be competitive, and you're gonna see it, just have faith. And then it just cuts to them just being terrible.
0: Yeah, I saw yeah. that the, there's a clip, I think it was today, of them dropping three consecutive pop ups, yeah. and the last one landed in fair territory for a single. It's just yeah. like, How are you
2: so close with like such a good team? And it's like, Now's a great time to just fire sale. It's that's it's yeah, business, I guess. Yeah. Boy, like, that
1: sucks. We talked about that way too much last week. Yeah, yeah. So you
0: want to hear <laughs> we'll us talk skip. about it? We'll skip that. Yeah. Last week, we went into it in depth. So,
1: making uh, trying to make some sense of that fire sale, which yeah. we couldn't.
0: Yeah, uh, another thing I do kind of want to mention here um, the Miami Marlins are 12 to 9. Uh, which some people were high. I was very high on the Marlins. I still am very high on the Marlins. Um, But just being kind of proven right about it makes me feel really good (laughs) because, like, they're a good team. They've got some solid, decent hitters. They've got phenomenal pitching. And so they're putting it together. I don't
1: like that I'm being proven right about it because it means that the Mets have less of a path to the NL East. But I really do think, I don't think it's going to be this year, but I think next year we might see the Marlins show up in full force and maybe even surprise everyone and finish in first in that division.
2: Yeah, I mean, they had the stud young
1: pitchers last
2: year, and it was just like, hey, can we buy some hitters and kind of and- put it all together? And they did.
1: And two of their best pitchers aren't even on their team right now, and Sixto uh, Sanchez and Max Myers. So there's only up. So I wouldn't Is be surprised. If, up right now? I don't think so.
0: I don't think. Yeah, that's another arm right there. Yeah. <laughs> I like.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they're able to maintain this, even though this may not be the year that they make the playoffs. They might. They still may be a year away, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're able to maintain um, this, like second, third place in the division record.
2: Jeter picked the wrong time to
1: leave.
0: Yes. (laughs) I think the um, the Marlins are going to be very good for a long time. Uh, That might just be me, but um, I think most people agree with that sentiment.
1: I I hate to say it, but yeah, I can get behind
0: that. Enough about the standings here, though. Uh, Let's move on to some actual stuff that um, happened in baseball this week. We'll stick in Miami. As we'll talk about um, Jazz Chisholm Um, earlier this week, um, I don't remember what the um, who was the umpire behind the play when it happened, nor do I care all that much um, uh, because the umpires are trying to make the show all about them. This has been known a major issue in baseball over the last few years. Was telling Jazz Chisholm get in the box. Come on, what are you doing? Just get in the box. It was a game against the Cardinals, Um, and Jazz is basically like, "Chill out, hold like." I'm trying to, you know, be a professional hitter here, and you know, actually be ready for a pitch and be competitive. And then after all that, it just hits an absolute nuke out of um, into the bleachers. So uh, I guess really the question is, like, what do you guys, what do you guys think about that? Like about the way Jazz reacted, the way the umpires are kind of, you know, the umpires are definitely an issue, happen for a while. Like, what do you guys, is, I guess, feel about that whole situation?
2: I mean, I love bat flips in general like i love all the theatrics that come with baseball of, like as long as it's respectful like i don't know stare down the other dugout just don't say anything throw a bat as high as you want and when you're like proving a point against someone else or especially an umpire when it's like just like you said trying to make it about themselves like it just makes it that much better and it's almost like the cardinals are kind of like all right yeah you can kind of strut this one off because we know it's not about us. Like it's about the umpire, but I mean, I love, I loved everything about it.
1: I agree. Um, I think the underlying issue though is there seems to be a lack of consistency with like giving time. And I, uh, I believe it was Buxton. I could be wrong where he kind of had to like check swing and popped up but he wasn't granted time when he thought he would. And I and it's becoming a bigger issue, and I know it's been around. So I think if there could be some consistency with either time for the hitters or time for the pitchers, because I know the pitchers don't always get the time that they're looking for, um, that could really fix it. But also, in addition to the bat flip, his Twitter <laughs> interactions after that
0: oh, yeah. were yes. absolutely
1: incredible. He went on. One of the best <laughs> trolling sprees I've ever seen from a professional athlete. And it didn't even get out of hand to the point of like, we're talking about how bad it was and how bad of a look Oh, no, It, it was
0: fantastic. It like, was a
1: fantastic thing that didn't get out of hand. And I wish we would get more of that. It was like perfection from Jazz. When well, it I came mean, from.
2: the timing stuff too, like you said, like these pitchers are getting shafted just as bad as these hitters are. Like,
1: yeah. Tucker
2: Davidson went on a whole round on Twitter of like, yeah. How it's so hard now to pitch with these clocks and like it messes everything up. So it's like it's not just the hitters, like everyone,
0: at least so far, like just hates the time. Yeah. Yeah, like I think um they're trying to resolve an issue that only a few think are an issue. Like per- like I I don't me personally, this is how I've always felt about this. If a baseball game lasts four hours, I couldn't care less. It means I get to watch four hours of my favorite team play baseball. Like but a lot of people are like, Oh, it's it's bad for turning the game. It's like, yeah, because that extra twenty minutes is really what's gonna drive those fans away. What like, makes
2: no sense is Manfred wants more runs and a short game. You can't have them both.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you can't have both. And also he's putting he's trying to put in rules that shorten the game. Last year the average time of the game went up. I don't know the stats for yep. this year, but I don't believe it's going down. So okay. You so I there's just no point into any of these like little rules that aren't actually speeding up the game. It's a joke. Like yeah. you know you know how
2: long an inning is going to take when you get four base hits on each side every inning and you score more runs. It's going to take forever. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. But, but is that what you want?
0: Would you rather have a twelve minute uh, full inning or uh, with 0 zero zero or a three run inning both ways, making an exciting tight game with a lot exactly. of offense? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just it's, nobody's yeah. walking into baseball too,
2: like even young fans, and be like, hmm, "What's this sport?" And I wonder how long it's going to take.
0: Like you know, baseball takes yeah. forever.
1: Yeah, it's
2: not
0: a surprise to anyone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's like yeah, I don't know. We'll see what ends up becoming of it. Um, but yeah, the whole the because yeah, like um, kind of staying with I guess the timing thing um, in the minors. There's I I think it's been happening. But there was another case that went viral this week on uh, Twitter, like TikTok, Instagram, all the social media platforms, um, of an automatic strike being called against a hitter to strike out or to end an inning, I believe. Mm -hmm. I think it was the bases loaded. I couldn't be wrong. I could be wrong about that. But it was a big spot, and then the inning ends because the batter doesn't get into the box with nine seconds left on the pitch clock. So they get an automatic strike. Like, is that really what we want for the game? Like, if you have the bases loaded and you're not in the box ready with nine seconds left on a, uh, a clock that means nothing, like now you don't you get a chance to miss this offense that you don't so desperately want. Like, what are it, we doing? Yeah,
2: it proves nothing, and it's like the whole point of the minors is to get these guys up to the big leagues. And now, like, do you really think this is going to make a difference, like for scouting or coaching, where they're like, oh, you stepped out of the box and you weren't in the box. That's some bad character. Like. Just
0: what are we doing? Yeah. It's, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's um, honestly the all the changes in the minor leagues um, that aren't in the majors yet are doing more harm than good. And I think you see that um, with guys like Julio Rodriguez, who have struggled a little bit to start of the year. Granted, a lot of his struggles are because he's been getting absolutely shafted at the plate by Ooh. umpires. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like he, he had like a bunch of strikeouts looking on strikes that were not near the zone. Uh, so like, good on him for having a good eye, but also like th- his good eye is almost like being uh, not rewarded because in the minors having like an automatic zone where if it's not a strike, it's not going to be a strike. But now you're in the major league level where it can be three inches off the play and be a strike or seven inches off the play and if Angel Bern- Hernandez is <laughs> behind the play, it's still a strike. <laughs>
2: He's getting that Aaron Judge treatment.
0: Yeah. So he also hit his first home run this week. So shout out J rod
1: crushed his first home run this week.
0: Oh yeah, it was absolutely blasted. <laughs> and it's gonna be so exciting to watch him hit a, a ton more of them. Yeah. But anyway, enough about the umpires. We all know they're terrible. Um uh let's see what else we got this week. Um go moving away from I guess Major League Baseball as a whole, we'll jump to <laughs> Uh, back down to, I guess, minor leagues, not even minor leagues. Uh, it's an independent MLB partner league. Uh, Kelsey Whitmore made her debut, I believe it was yesterday, the 1st of May, uh, with the, I already forgot the team name. Um, Fairy Hawks. Yeah, Fairy Stone Hawks. Island Fair Hawks. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I believe she's the first uh, female player to make uh, her debut at a level that high, like an MLB partner league or something along those lines. Uh, the Atlantic League, correct me if I'm wrong there, but I believe that's what it was. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. And I think it's 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 just cool to see. Like you get um we're getting more representation of women in baseball with uh you know coaches like Alyssa Nacken GMs like Kim Ng, uh, and now we have Kelsey Whitmore as a player on the field. And then, so I think it's just really cool to see and I hope we get to see more of this continue. More coaches, more players, more uh, front office people and see where it kind of goes. We do have the, uh, I think it's also in the, or not, I guess this is the Yankees, it's just New York, but um, I think it's a single way affiliate of the Yankees. Yeah. Um, Tampa. Yeah. Tampa. Or, yeah. Right? Yeah. Tarpons. Yeah. There we go. Um, they have, oh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head.
2: Rachel Balkovic.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Gotcha. Yeah, the Yankees. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, as the, the manager there. And so, yeah, it's just cool to see. I don't know if you guys have anything to add on to that, but no, nah, I mean,
2: nothing. Like, if you can play, you can
0: play. And mm-hmm. like
2: looking up her track record, she's gold medalist, silver medalist, like baseball players. She's good. Let yeah, her play. She can flat nah. out play.
1: Yeah, just curious to see how high she can get, if she'll like move past this independent league and maybe even make it into a double A ball and see how she's able to compete there. I would love to see more of it. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah absolutely who knows if she'll we may never see a female in major leagues in our lifetime but back when our grandparents were watching baseball they never thought they'd see like every race playing baseball so who knows
0: no yeah, yeah absolutely yeah it's it's good for the game as a whole yeah. Good yeah for for women in baseball good for any anybody who is not sure if they're doing the right we're taking the right path like Path doesn't have to be the traditional path. It can be your path and just make the best of it. Like she certainly has. So for sure, yeah. And then um, going on from there, uh, still before we jump back up to the major leagues, uh, we'll go to some college ball. Uh, Ryan Ramsey out in Maryland threw a perfect game, uh, and that's just you don't. I feel like you don't see that a lot in uh, in college, and oh, I mean you certainly don't see it a lot in the majors. It's been what what 20,
1: 10 years 30, yeah 10 years 10 years That's since you've wow.
0: seen one yeah what's cra- the craziest thing about that to me is the fact that we got three in one year <laughs> like yeah it was
1: like three in one year and then like a couple years or maybe even the year before there were like two so it was like five in a few year stretch
0: and then 10 years of that one <laughs> yeah which just shows you like just how rare this thing is like and especially with college baseball like there are hundreds of games being played a day for yeah. college baseball during the season, and that this is the first I've heard of it. And I think, yeah, ever. It, it's I, I, was
1: sure it's it, I was reading I was reading yeah. some stats. I don't believe I don't remember when the most when the most recent one before this was, but it's the 34th in college baseball yeah. history, but only 18th. Uh, that wasn't like 18th by one pitcher. There have been like another 16 that were combined.
0: Right, which is also,
2: like, crazy. So, I mean, I I saw a take on – well, actually, on this perfect game. I think, like, metal bats and them being kids in general, like, just not being as good as major league players, like, make it that much harder to actually do. Yeah. you can hit ball like, just rocket balls to the infield, and it's either, A, going to get through because it's so hard, or, B, they're going to make an error because they're not that good. So to be able to do it in college, I think is crazy impressive.
0: Absolutely.
1: Also, they're not like as built up for pitch counts that high. Yeah. Um, Like it's, I don't I would I'm curious to look up now the most recent one before this because it doesn't seem like something that happens a lot. I as it's only thirty-four times in the history of college baseball, but every day there's about like a month's worth like every weekend there's a month's worth of like baseball games being played in at the college level. So. Last one, Twenty nineteen.
2: Really? That recently?
1: Jake Cooch Manor
2: against Maryland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Damn, Baseball's baseball is poetic if anything yeah yeah but i mean yeah you're absolutely right like i think the pitch count thing especially is i think where i come from uh the angle yeah. i like to think about it from because like it's extremely impressive because you don't have college arms ready to throw 120 pitches yeah
1: and they're still perfecting their craft <laughs> like they're trying to get it i think this the pitcher that was pitching was like a sunday starter which if you don't know college baseball like, that's usually your number three starter. And he ended up – it was he made it on his first Friday start. That's how well he had been pitching all year. But he took advantage of the big stage.
2: Plus, they have it so, like, scheduled out with, like, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's, like, yeah. same guys going all the time. So, like, they're
1: so meticulous on pitch counts and when guys yeah. are going to throw. So, like
0: – Which is them-
1: crazy because he had his – schedule moved up two days and then through yeah. a terrific game
0: it just makes it more impressive right?
1: yeah i would
0: hate to
2: be that friday guy huh
0: <laughs> i know right you're not getting yeah. your job back lost yeah but shout out ryan ramsey yeah who did it just because it's an impressive feat nonetheless and i'm sure it's not the last time we'll hear his name yeah. uh just because you throw a perfect game in college, it's going to get you looks when you're ready to get drafted. Like, at, no matter how good, if it's, even if it's an outlier, like you did this, if we can replicate what you did on this one day with this one start, you're going to be a major league arm. And you know that's how teams are looking at it. So, yeah. But uh, I guess we'll go back up, uh, staying, uh back up to the major leagues, sticking on this track. Uh, we had a combined no hitter this week. Uh, a little less exciting than a perfect game. and um, yeah. But uh, as much as we hate talking about the Phillies, we do like preying on their downfall. Uh, but they're the ones who, with this high-powered offense, uh, couldn't muster a hate against the New York Mets. Um, this has only happened a few days ago on uh, Friday the 29th of April. It was Taylor McGill... Drew Smith, Joey Rodriguez, Seth Lugo, Edwin Diaz combined nine innings, no hits, six walks. So yeah. 159 I mean, pitches. Yeah, I, I lost. I had that on here at some point. I was looking for it. But um, yeah, 159 pitches. But hey, no hitters are cool. I mean, yeah. they're not as exciting as perfect games, but they're still cool. And I guess the thing that kind of surrounds this is, A, what's up with Philly's bats, first of all? B, uh, are combined no-hitters something that excite you still or not? Because I've seen that floating around a lot this week. You're like, it's a combined no-hitter. Who cares? Uh, even internally here at Diamond Digest, we've had some, some of our writers like, yeah, combined no-hitters don't do it for me. They're like, it's just cool. You threw a baseball for an inning, you didn't give up a hit. You so you do that all the time. Uh, but – I know. I'm going to start over to you guys. What is? We'll, we'll stick with, with that bit. What is a is combined no-hitter, is that still as exciting for you, or is it just not do it for you anymore? I mean, as a
2: whole, like, the whole concept of it I think is cool, and I think it's cooler than a regular no-hitter just because every guy has to be on, and it's like it just takes one guy to mess that up for the whole thing to go away. But then I also see the point of, like, yeah, you just, like, most of these closers are doing their job, like, of just not letting up a hit, and it's more on the starter. That's more impressive. But at the same time, like, when one guy goes no hit, it's, like, it's pretty impressive that he makes it through the third time in the order when, like, that's usually when guys blow up. So, I mean, I could see both sides, but.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, I'm usually on the side that's, like, that, like, it ain't shit, but it's the Mets. And I can't can <laughs> be like, yeah, that was exciting. Go retweet it about a thousand times. So, I mean, I definitely see both sides of the argument. It, I, I understand why it's exciting. It's always cool to have a no-hitter. It's really the um, peak of perfection, especially against a team that built their offense around hitting and didn't really care about anything else whatsoever. But at the same time, like the most impressive thing was Drew Smith throwing twenty something pitches, striking out the side, and then coming back. and I think it was he struck out Castellanos or Harper to start the next inning. So thirty six pitches, four strikeouts, and he ended at, at thirty six. But he like came out after a thirty pitch inning to strike out. uh I think it was either Castellanos or Harper. So like Diaz was filthy, but it's a bunch of guys going and getting their one inning. It, it took. Four more pitchers to go four more innings. They walked a bunch of batters. They threw the most pitches in no hitter. It wasn't like they were exactly sharp. And as much as I was like, this is awesome. It's only the second time in franchise history that there's been a no hitter thrown. I definitely see why people are like, this wasn't anything. And usually I would be on that side also. Unless like. It was, like, a close game. It was a true pitcher's duel. Maybe it was only, like, an error or a walk that ruined it, and they got pulled from that. So the fact that McGill, their starter, McGill, only went five innings, I think he only had, like, five or six strikeouts, walked another four. It's impressive, but at the same time, it's not as impressive as it can be. I mean, Um, this is the way
2: baseball is going now, too, with, like, starting pitchers just not go in the distance anymore like there's going to come a point when we're watching and it's like combined no hitters are what we used to think as like no hitters yeah guys would go nine innings and it's just like we'll never see that again
1: at some point and I'm curious as to how the discourse would have been if this wasn't the first like no hitter of the season, and if like the Dodgers were able to pull through for Kershaw and had a combined perfect game or even a combined no hitter there, because I feel like the, it would have been a very different story based off Kershaw absolutely dominating. Whereas here McGill was he was great, he didn't give up a hit, but he wasn't like super super sharp he sharp for, and he only went five innings.
0: I mean, when you also have to remember. The elbow. Yeah. 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 Like, remember when the Padres starters started the first two starts of the season, 13 combined no hit innings between the two yeah. starters? And then, as soon as you pull them, immediately giving up a hit. Like, yeah. that's what happened in both cases. I think it was, was it Darvish and Manaya? I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, I lose.
1: Uh, so. Mus- no, it wasn't Musgrove. No,
0: Musgroves are three. Yeah. Um, he threw one by himself. <laughs> yeah, Musgrove got one, but like when you said, I completely forgot about the fact that this is only the second no hitter in Mets history, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, after Nohan. Nohan. I remember watching that game. That was I wasn't even that was before I was even like a huge baseball fan in general, and I was like, "This is electric! I love everything about this." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like because I mean, as a Giants fan um, growing up, I saw a no-hitter or perfect game in, like, four or five consecutive seasons. Like, yeah. it was almost, like, expected at least one a year for a while. Um, I think the last one that Giants had was Chris Heston threw a no-hitter against the Mets <laughs> and had, like, a lot of, like seven no. base runners or something like that. Yeah. It was not a good game, but it was a no-hitter nonetheless. Uh, and I know the name Chris Heston because of it. Um, yeah.
1: That's why I know his name. <laughs> I remember that.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, that brings me to... I saw something when uh Nestor Cortez threw an immaculate inning. Do you guys yeah. think that's more impressive than a perfect game?
1: Yes. Uh not the imperfect game.
0: <laughs> not a perfect game. Not a perfect no, game. In you know. a combined no-hitter, me yeah. Immaculate inning, I will say that versus a regular impression. no-hitter, nine innings. A regular no-hitter off like one pitcher, nine innings yeah. or an immaculate inning. Yeah. Ooh. That, I think that's tough because like both are super cool. I yeah. really like Immaculate Innings, but like you have, what is it? If you have what, fifteen games a day, uh, nine, um, I guess eighteen half innings. Uh, you have that many chances, fifteen times uh, eighteen at minimum, and usually. Yeah. I um, think that just shows chances, like, how much more impressive it is that there's yeah. that many opportunities and it like never happens. Right, like, and it's it's either that or the fact that. It's, it's impressive, but also like anyone can do it kind of thing, because you can like Nestor Cortez isn't exactly the the yeah. upper echelon of pitchers yeah. in baseball today. Nestor, he's he's nasty, nasty Nestor. He's earned that nickname. Uh, but like I, it's cool. I really like immaculate innings. I'm a big fan. I always, whenever there's like two strikeouts on six pitches, I'm watching intently. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think the hardest part of an immaculate inning is that you can have a three strikeout inning, fifteen pitches that are all strikes, but that's not an immaculate. You could throw fifteen strikes and have strikeout the side, and that's not an immaculate inning because just yeah. a bunch of foul balls in a row. So
0: and umpires can ruin immaculate innings. I've yeah, watched also, umpires ruin immaculate yeah. innings, and
2: it's like one pitch and like it's ruined. Where yeah. you can have no hitters and like
0: I mean one pitch, pitch is many- ruined too. Yeah. Yeah. Going back
1: going back to the Mets, like, no-hitter, I think that, like, I was following along with the game. I actually wasn't watching that game, even though I probably should have been. The 6th through 8th innings were, like, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be blown. Why are we following this closely? When it got to the ninth, is when people were, like, engaged and excited in the possibility of there actually being a no-hitter. So I think that's also a lot of the energy when it comes to no-hitters to combine no-hitters where it's, like, it's just going to get ruined, like, when you get to the ninth, it's exciting, but like those middle innings are painful to watch.
2: Plus, like, you wouldn't if you saw Seth Lugo out in the eighth inning, you're not gonna yeah. be like, damn, they might have no hitter going right now.
1: It's like, yeah, it's normal. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so
0: <clears throat> again, I think you're definitely right. Uh, I, as far as combined no hitters go, um, I think a no hitter is a no hitter, it's an incredible accomplishment. Uh, it's only been there's a lot more. There's what, how many no hitters in history? I think there's a there's.
1: One something one, a bunch. yeah,
0: a bunch. How much? Yeah, a bunch. A bunch. Um, I thought the number was in the 300s, 300, Honestly,
2: three fifteen. Um,
0: is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Like I thought, yeah. I thought it was in the like the low three hundreds, but yeah. um, yeah. But uh, three hundred and fifteen. But considering how long base isn't around, insane. That's also the kind of argument you make with the immaculate uh, innings and all that but a no-hitter is still 315 times like that's cool, that's awesome Uh, combined or not, I think a single pitcher doing it is still way cooler than a combined no-hitter but a no-hitter is a no-hitter incredible accomplishment nonetheless but I understand where the other side of the argument comes from, it's like, yeah, it's a combined no-hitter, who cares yeah. I, I think there's both sides.
1: Except that there's been more perfect games than combined no hitters. So,
0: yeah, they, no, I mean, you also remember Zero. a lot of these no hitters came when, like, uh, the guys with like ridiculous names were throwing, yeah, 500 innings a year, like. Back. So, yeah. uh, anyway, enough talking about the Mets. Uh, I think we're done talking about the Mets. Now we're not. We have one more thing about the Mets. <laughs> Uh, actually, we have two more things about the Mets. Uh, I lied. <laughs> uh, we'll it was a big sports. Mets week. Yeah, it was a big Mets oh, week for some my reason. God. Jeff McNeil laying down a butt. What a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, this week we got a, we got a, the first, I think it's the first of the year, kind of big brawl of the season uh, with between the Mets and the Cardinals when it was uh, Nolan Arenado took quite the exception of getting thrown high and in. Several times, and after, I think it was several hit by pitches going both ways. If I remember correctly, he he was never. Bernardo was Alonso not hit. hit. Yeah, yeah, I know. But they took up one in the ankle, end. and then he got one a little high. Yeah, yeah. was that all that happened? That Alonso, well, I then, think there was a Cardinal
1: that was hit, but I don't remember. But I don't. Chris Bassett also was like, "Yeah, we can't
2: hold on to the balls," and then I forget which Cardinal pitcher was like,
1: "That sucks." Just it was be Miles better. Michaelis. Yeah, just be better. Yeah, yeah. Except Michaelis hit like two batters in that game, and Bassett hit none. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, either way, it resulted in suspensions though. Uh, Arenado got two games, right?
1: Arenado got two. Got, uh, yeah. Um, and
0: then I couldn't care less about the Mets, so I don't know if they. got The Mets any. did coach, not have Scholter Schultz- and Defl- Lopez
1: yes. got suspend. Uh, got fined, but Lopez actually just got suspended for throwing at Schwarber. In a different series.
0: Okay. But
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. And Joe Walker uh, yeah.
1: was suspended also for that.
0: Right. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but um, I guess that kind of takes us um, around to the the whole thing is like, I mean, should this even have happened? I mean like hit my pitches happened. I don't it didn't seem like any of them were intentional. Um, I could be wrong about that. Uh, I didn't watch it super closely or anything, but um like what are, what are we what is to become of this? because it did result in some suspensions and fines, so
2: I mean, I feel like the the talking that went on was the worst part where it's like the Mets have by far been hit by the most of any team so far, and it's like the frustration of that just always sucks. and then your pitcher's saying like, yeah, it's hard to get a grip, so he like kind of understands and then for the other pitcher to be like, nah, that's not it and then get hit again, it's like, that's like a slap in the face of like, Oh, you say it's not hard. And then you just keep hitting our guys. Well, like something's up. And I mean, as a whole, like hitting guys for like reasons like that, I think is the dumbest thing in the world. Or like when I hit her bat flips and then you hit him the next time, I think it is the stupidest thing ever. Like you're just giving away free bases because you're mad. And it's <laughs> just so soft.
1: I'm not, I'm going to try to not sound 100% biased
0: here. Um, what, Jonah, the Mets fan bias? What? Never. Yeah,
1: it, this is a hard position to be put in because not necessarily with the Cardinals series. So, what happened with the Cardinals game with Arenado? Yeah, that pitch was high and in. It was high and in, but it wasn't like anywhere near his face. If you watch the pitch again, Arenado took exception to a pitch. That was definitely aimed to scare him off and to make a point. But it he hit his spot like perfectly and it was nowhere near Arenado's face. So that got blown out of proportion. Do I think Lopez intentionally threw at Schwarber last night? Yeah. The Mets have every right to be frustrated. They've been hit twenty times, I think three or four times above the neck already this season. So but in general, retaliation, like should not be a thing if you want to throw one high and in and like but like high but not in or in but not high and not hit the batter i can get behind that but just just be like this is this was not cool you can't keep getting away with this but we shouldn't be throwing at batters it's unsportsmanlike. like it's giving away a free base it will lead to suspensions which are it's a dumb reason to miss games yeah. Like you have every right to be mad that your players are getting hit 20 times in the first 20 games. It's but like, no matter
2: what happens, if you're yeah. second, like you look like an idiot. Yeah. Where it's like, if one of your guys gets hit, now you're going to hit him back to even it out. Like you have the advantage. You got a free base out of it. And why do you need to send a message? Or it's like nobody got warned and then you throw at someone. Now you get suspended and get fined. Like if you do it second, you look like an idiot. And there's just, I can't see the reason why they do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it all surrounds kind of the whole unwritten rule things. It's a discussion for another We're time. Back. Yeah. Discussion we've had plenty of times. But um, yeah, it's like, there's no need for it. I mean, yes, getting hit 20 times, 20 games, frustrating. Frustration builds and sometimes overpours. But that's not what happened here. It just seemed like a little, like just, you're crying for nothing, yeah. like just.
2: And Bass is not wrong. The balls like yeah. are slippery. Like, uh,
0: yeah, I forgot. I forgot which
1: time it was. In like one of the met, like I think it had to have been. Uh, it must have been yesterday, last night, where I was like, that pitch clearly got away from him, and it wasn't intentional. It was an 0-2 pitch that uh, I forgot who got hit, but one of the Mets got hit. It was, like, tw- number 20 or 21. You can tell that some of these pitches are getting away and they're not intentional. Even if you get hit by the face, you shouldn't be retaliating on pitches that are clearly just slipping away.
0: Yeah. Like, when people are getting... When guys are getting hit with, like, the 75-mile-per-hour curveball, like... Yeah, if yeah. you're going to if you're gonna throw out something, you're not throwing at 75-mile-per-hour curveball.
1: Or on, like, an 0-2 count, even. Even if it's a yeah. fastball, oh, yeah. and an 0-2 count, like... That's what happened the, the other night. It clearly got away.
0: Yeah. It's just, I don't know. We're just, just play baseball, please. I yeah. just want, just, just get through Sh- games. Just shut up. And- I, I love the
1: energy, but it's and, dumb. I love the energy, but it's dumb.
0: Yeah, I get where it comes from wow. historically, but it's, the game's changing, change with it. It yeah, doesn't matter. matter. Anyway, the last, hopefully, the last bit of talking <laughs> points about the Mets. Uh rosters got cut down. I think it was today, maybe yesterday. Sure. Um yeah, rosters got cut down to 26. Um they were previously at 28. So two guys from each team cut, sent down something along the sort. Uh the biggest names gone today. Uh Travis Shaw, I think was was he cut by the the Red Sox? Yes.
1: He was cut a couple days ago, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, either he refused to
1: sign
0: Yeah. Yeah, Travis Shaw gone and then Robinson Cano out of New York. Bye. Finally,
1: great day so, for Mets fans. Yeah. But yeah, the like, Mets. I've been against that trade for two years. Not happy we still have to pay his contract, but
2: like this contract is wild 10 years, 240 million at age 31.
1: Yeah, got what? the Yankees fan and the Mets fan agreeing. This is, I mean, <laughs> we had to
2: pay Jacoby Ellsbury, god, we didn't have that money. <laughs> No reason, so, like, (laughs) this is is horrible.
0: Yeah. um, Y'all think Cano catches on anywhere else? Do you think it's over?
1: I mean, they won't have to pay him anything, so I can see him getting, like, a platoon role somewhere or a leadership role, maybe back in Seattle. Uh, Maybe he – I could very much see him signing a one-day contract at the end of the season with New York to retire there. There's a couple of scenarios I can see him, but it's I all I, I think he they'd have to pay him seven hundred thousand dollars, which honestly, if I were a Mets fan, maybe I would consider. <laughs> Just not the forty and a half million that they owe him.
2: Yeah, right. he'll he'll get
0: somewhere.
1: I mean, look. yeah, it will be a pooh situation. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I mean, if I think it depends on how badly he wants to play, because yeah. I'm sure a team like Cincinnati would love to have a Robinson Cano right now. Like, have anyone to bring? Any stuff, I don't, I don't think Robinson Cano wants to have a Reds uniform on. Right, but if it's <laughs> yeah. the only team that offers a contract, and he still wants to play bad enough. I don't think they do. I don't think. Like, I don't think he
2: wants to play that bad. Like not yeah. even just the Reds, but like if you if you told him like, "Hey, this is it,"
0: like I think he'll be more than okay. Hmm. Right, but if a team like the Dodgers or the Angels or some a team that's you know in yeah. this playoff run that's expected to be a playoff team We're just out to him and he's like hey we want you in our in our dugout we want you in our clubhouse are you you want to come join us are you ready for this I think he's jumping all over that I mean he's a better defender
1: than Gleber, right right Joe Stop
2: I'd rather <laughs> a traffic cone out there <laughs> <laughs> should never let Tyler Wade go
0: or squid <laughs> Tyler Wade's a giant now I learned that yesterday I or, just no, not no, not to sorry, I'm thinking about Mike Ford.
2: I was gonna say yeah, Tyler Wade
1: he sucks.
0: Mike Ford. Yeah. I heard He's Greg not... Bird's
2: name the other day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Isn't he back on the Yankees? Sadly. Tyler Wade <laughs> is definitely an angel. So Yeah, he is mm-hmm. an angel. He's the yeah, so best. I did not know Mike Ford was a giant until yesterday when he played. Because half our lineups on the IL, but it's it's whatever. But, um, all right, so uh, moving on kind of from, from the Mets, hopefully. Hopefully. We're done with that. Uh, we'll jump over kind of to Texas. Uh, not that we talked about Texas previously, but we are now. Uh, Willie Calhoun, he wants out. Previous top 100 prospect, I think he got as high as 34 on MLB Pipeline. Uh, he got recently demoted to AAA and playing for a team like Texas who – is not good this year. Uh, he's not getting at-bats. He wants a chance to play somewhere else. And so I don't know what's going to come of it or if anything's going to come of it. Um, but it's another guy that's like, hey, I want out of a situation where I'm not getting playing time. I want a chance to prove myself. All that kind of jazz. Um, so I guess the question is this. uh Where's where's he going? What's the what's the trade package maybe look like him or look like for him? Look it's at not it. an easy question. Yeah, he's been awful this year in the majors, and he's got a negative one and a half WAR in his career. But he has,
1: he has the tools to put it together.
0: Yes, he, he has he, this raw talent.
1: Like I feel like he's always been that, like a platoon guy that like when he's got his matchup, he can go three for three with a homer and some and, like, a couple of extra base hits. I can very much see, like, a, like, team offering, like, their, like, fifth, number 15 to 20 prospect for him in a one-for-one one kind of situation. But I I, I don't know. I, I think there are teams that are going to bite on him, but it's I don't know if it will ever pan out kind of thing. So it might be him being in this situation forever. I don't see him... Getting back to a starter role anytime soon, which is what it sounds like he wants. So I think he'll be frustrated anywhere.
2: I mean, he's twenty-seven too, and like he's not that good defensively. Yeah,
0: he's not young anymore.
2: Like you said, I think it's either like a platoon thing or some team that they think they have the fix for him, and like the Rangers are just kind of willing to take whatever at this point because they know they're not going to play him. Yeah. So at least. He's not like, he's not making guys pick up the phone and call and offer a trade, but it's like,
1: can join whoever, you know on the Reds. Yeah. Whoever can give <laughs> the best drafts, like,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think if he's going to go anywhere else, I think Tampa would take a chance on him because historically they know how to develop guys. The Dodgers, I can see, him. granted, he ended up in Texas via the Dodgers, he was in the Udarvis trade.
2: The thing is, I can't see those good teams that can develop guys. Like, I think they take would rather flyer. take a flyer on their own guys who are yeah.
1: four years younger than
2: Especially trying to fix Willie Calhoun.
1: Yeah. Especially because those teams that you mentioned have death at the positions that Calhoun plays. Yeah. Like, they're not trying to go on. Their- I can see, like, maybe a team that's trying to just, like, play and plug some players while they rebuild, taking a shot at him. But I don't see any, like, contenders taking a shot at him this year, unless they plan on keeping him in the minors all year.
0: Which just isn't what he wants. That's why he wants out of Texas. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. And like you said, defensively he's not exactly amazing. So, he's really kind of built for that DH role, um, if anything. Or a platoon kind of guy. Um, I don't know. He also, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants try to go and get him uh, <laughs> just because a 27-year-old former top, uh, like, 50 prospect, like, that seems, that's got Farhan Zahidi written all over it.
2: Some contender's going to get, like, they're going to be pretty close at the deadline. They're going to be injured, and they're going to call the Rangers and be
1: like, here you go. Here's, we'll like, give you here international, like, money yeah. or something. I, we'll I, make, I was uh, going to say and, they're going to give, like, I think Perez is still on the team, so Perez and Calhoun for some some prospects. Too many people. Too many people. They'll they'll just. I think Calhoun might be a add in at the deadline. Yeah, he might be a throw in. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say, say.
2: Like, I don't want to play. It's like, all right, if we don't get what we want for you, like, you're just gonna rot in the minors.
0: Yep. Yeah. Right, well, um, speaking about rotting, um, Trevor Bauer uh was uh suspended Jesus. by major league baseball uh for 2 years without pay that that was the best transition i could get for this no uh, that was amazing <laughs> <laughs> uh suspended for 2 years um by major league baseball um for his ongoing uh incidents with uh multiple women coming out and saying like hey this is he's doing things that are uh related to uh, domestic abuse, domestic violence. Uh, Bauer is a piece of human trash who should be banned from baseball forever. That being said, it's only two years um, without pay. Um, I believe um, it affects the Dodgers' payroll. Um, yeah. And uh, just... And he, he's trying to fight it, because of course he is. Uh, I mean, in two years he'll be, what, 32? 33? He's not exactly going to be young. He'll also be two years removed, two and a half years removed for Major League Baseball games. Uh, so.
1: He'll be 33 in two years. 33?
0: Okay. So, um, I guess, like, how does this affect the Dodgers moving forward? we maybe see him back in the league um, after those two years are over? Um, how does this look for other guys like uh, Marcel Ozuna, who also had previous allegations against him, but I think he actually... The circumstances weren't exactly the same. Um, they were different. Ozuna is playing in the league again. Bauer is not. Granted, I believe neither of them should be, but Ozuna is playing baseball for the Leafs. Uh But how does this affect the Dodgers, the league as a whole... Um, do we see him back? I
2: mean, definitely not with the Dodgers because hmm. Dave Roberts, like before right. this even all started, was like he's never going to play in a uniform for us again. So I'm, I'm the Dodgers clubhouse hates the, him. Yeah, the Dodgers have pretty much moved and on. His before- contract will be done by then anyway. Yeah, for- and they're getting they're getting off the hook with a lot of money. So I mean, the Dodgers are kind of out of mind for them. But hmm. like like you said, Ozuna and the uh, closer for the astros a couple of years ago I
0: oh uh i think it's also zuna maybe yeah. yeah it was zuna
1: okay. and
2: Osuna, yeah <laughs> yeah roberto azuna
0: okay. then marcelo zuna
2: like for these guys to come back with pretty similar allegations like i don't want to say hope because it's a shitty word but like there is possibility that he is going to come back that's a, and, i think i like the way you phrase that and it's like it sucks and with how good he was and like how much he advertises himself like we know he's good, but like the team that's going to take him, they're going to get a little bit of backlash at the time, and then it's like you're getting a Cy Young caliber pitcher, which sucks. That that's that MLB rules, but I think three
0: years cool. removed from yeah. Cy Young award at that point. Yeah, that's so true. And who knows? From a Mickey
2: Mouse Cy Young.
0: Yeah, also true. I mean,
2: we know like he's going to be working out in the off season. Like he is going to plan for a comeback, so he's going to be pretty close to. Just not game ready, but like I don't know. In a few years, I think I think someone ends up just dealing with it for taking the flyer anyway and just going for it.
1: I mean, as it sounds, the way I see it is, it's a two-year suspension. I think there's a very high chance that he never pitches in the majors again because he was on administrative leave for like a year and a half years. now already almost the a two-year suspension but he got another allegation for sexual assault literally like the day after he got his suspension
0: yeah, i can multiple see these, women
1: yeah it's multiple women i can see these keep coming in and that suspension getting pushed off or this cycle repeating himself i personally believe he should never pitch in the majors again Although I will say I would also believe that it would be poetic justice if he came into the majors, pitched like four games with a 12 ERA and got TFA'd because I would love that.
0: absolutely shelled.
1: Yeah, I would love for him to get absolutely shelled.
2: And I think like the kind of person he is that like if he somehow beats all this and like serves his time and is fully cleared by the MLB that like he's the type of person to like shove it to Manfred and be like, I'm back. Yeah, and play in a game versus like kind of hang him up after all this. Like, yeah, he would keep the theatrics going, he would film everything, and like he would make it a big spectacle because that's just who he is.
1: But I have, I could see him very well getting another suspension on top of this in the future and never playing again. As for Ozuna, I know that the allegations were different, it was domestic violence versus sexual abuse, both equally as bad. Um, I, I don't remember exactly what. Like the the like investigative outcome was legally, but I don't believe Ozuna should be back. I honestly kind of forgot about Ozuna until I saw him when getting ready for fantasy baseball this year. I honestly thought he was still out of the league, and I I I think that if you do such a heinous crime that warrants such an investigation, unless you're cleared without with like a hundred percent evidence that you are innocent, you should never be able to play in. I need
0: professional sport again.
2: Professional sports have minimal rules,
0: sadly. True. Yeah, there should be harsher punishments, as in uh, be gone from the league forever. But yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. Uh, it's just yeah. Trevor Bauer is a horrible human being. We do not like Trevor Bauer. We do not support anything that he does. Uh, he's just yeah. In the fact that what he's doing is still all of his. Social media is still making a spectacle of it. Like it's just you have to be just a horrific human to just like do what he's doing now. Like just yeah. making the points that he is. I'm like, God, it's just it's I hate him. All my homies yeah. hate Trevor Bauer. True. Yes. Anyway, now that I'd rather, you know, forget about Trevor Bauer's existence. Uh we'll go we'll jump to um another thing in baseball that it was I guess long awaited here uh, was the Yankees letter. Uh, the Yankees letter ended up, if I, you guys correct me if I am wrong, was a whole lot of nothing, which I think is might be a direct uh, quote from Jeff Pass, and he says something along the lines. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but it was just the Yankees be like, hey, everyone's cheating. We're not special. The Yankees aren't special, but like it's. I don't know. I feel like it wasn't – it didn't I mean, live up to all this hype that I was supposed to. And, like,
2: yeah. like Yeah. I don't know. The way I think of it, and I can't, I don't even think of, like – I can't even think of a good comparison. But it's just, like, like, if you're in school and you catch someone, like, doing something and you snitch on them and the teacher, like, finds out, they're like, wow, thank you so much, and you get a whole party – And then it's like, oh, you know what? While I'm at it, like, he does this, too. He does this, too. And they go and investigate it. It's like, it's not that bad. And it's like, it's just the league, like, reaching for, well, we took down these two powerhouses. Let's try and go to another. And then once they figure out what they were doing, it's like, all right, let's back it off because everyone's doing this. And it's like, they're just reaching out. And it's like, you proved your point with the Red Sox. You proved your point with the Astros as poorly as they did, like. What what are you gonna get out of this? We're several years removed from it at this point. Yeah, I don't know. It's like the NFL, like the Jets and the Patriots, like taping practice, like everyone's doing it. And you're just reaching for something that's not there.
1: It was well known that every team was doing it. Like and, and it's if like you weren't that, it's like you a, were a, losing the
2: Mets Cabrera, where he's yeah. like everyone's taking notes on pen and paper and I use every, everyone is doing. now
1: like your region, everyone is doing. It. I, Joe, I'm not like around. Like I don't follow a bunch of Yankees fan base. Did it change any perception of 2017?
0: Nah. Actually, the question. <laughs> nah, it, I have like, the word Yankees muted on Twitter. <laughs> I, I can I, I still, I still
2: cheaters. Oh, always. Um, but it's just like you. Get, there's like the crazy fans who are like, "Oh, we would have won this and that if this like." First of all, no, and it's like – like I listened to a Joe West podcast and he, they were like, did you know, like could you hear it going on? And he's like, yeah, but what, what were we going to do about it? Like we couldn't stop it. Like, it's true. Yeah. I don't know. I hear it going on, but I can't do anything. And it's like if, if the players knew what was going on, which they all said they did, they would have done something. And like the White Sox pitcher who steps off and he's like, all right, we got to change our signs because we hear something. There should have been more of that versus, like, in hindsight, damn, we got cheated. And it's like, yeah, it sucks. But, like, you all heard it. yeah, You were there. You heard it better than anyone else. And, like, you couldn't do anything. But, I mean, it sucks. The way the Yankees have been recently, that has very minimal effect on us winning. Like, Yeah. It it
0: yeah. But, yeah, I mean – the, the weird thing to me, anyway, was the fact that they, the, the I think it was the Yankees, were like, we don't want this getting out. And it was yeah. literally nothing. Yeah. Like, why? what about that do not want getting out? Like, the admission of guilt that literally every team could fess up to as well, like, I don't understand what that was about. Well,
2: MLB and Manfred, they were like, this, like, we have information that's going to ruin the, I forget the exact word, it was like, ruin the, History and reputation of a bunch of teams. And then they yeah, came out like, know. they hyped it up like way more than it was. And then they came out there. It. It's like, damn.
0: They came already. out with something we all already knew. Yeah. yeah like, this
2: is how you're going to ruin reputations.
0: The only thing you're ruining is the way you hype stuff up in the future. Like, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it's, it was worth talking about because it was made up to be this big deal that yeah. fell so flat on its face that was almost comical from. Major League Baseball itself.
2: I'm more upset about Judge not winning Rookie of the Year, <laughs> Altuve, than I am
0: honestly World Series. Reasonable,
2: because it's but, uh, half that and it's half where they didn't give it to him because he was so young,
0: and they're just like, ah, oh, he's going to win MVP at some point, point. and then he's not going to happen. Yeah, he should have been MVP that year. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll move on to kind of our last point that we have here, um, ending on a much higher note than. Uh, this nothing Yankees letter. Uh, Ron Acuna Jr. back made his uh, debut uh, this year after being injured for a hot minute, uh, and he's looking good. It doesn't look like he's missed a step, and you know guys like Acuna are good for the game, yeah. and so I I mean I don't know if there's much to talk about uh, besides the fact that he's entering a Braves team that I believe is under 500. Yep. And does that? how much does that shift, I guess, um, the Braves going forward now that they have their superstar back?
2: I think, like, from what I've seen so far, it's less that when they struggle, it's like, damn, we're missing Acuna in this lineup, and it's like the guys we already have aren't producing. Like, Danby Swanson, Dan Swanson is off to, like, a horrendous start. And yeah. it's like... Yeah, Cunha's is always going to help you, but it's like Jock Peterson's gone. Um, Acuna is back now. Like the team's just different, that bullpen's not going to be the same. I feel, and I don't know. It always helps. It's it's never going to hurt him to have him, but he him missing was not the issue. It
1: will definitely help, but that offense hasn't been consistent. All a lot of their big bats have not been have not had good starts to the season, so it could help a lot. It will definitely help their defense, but I don't think it will push them back over the edge. Although, as I said last week, I know the Braves are going to go off on a crazy tear in June and July. So we'll see what happens. I will say he tours ACL and is back before Jacob between Jacob DeGrom starts. So <laughs> very frustrating. I mean, yeah, it sucks think-
0: that DeGrom can't say healthy.
1: Yeah. The Braves are really underperforming,
2: and yeah. both the Mets and the Marlins are overperforming. And I feel like as you just get closer to the end of the year, like it's gonna be a tighter race than normal, but like we're gonna get to that point where it gets tight. Things will yeah. level out.
1: Yeah. Hopefully the Mets take at least two of three from the Braves this week.
0: Hopefully the Mets don't mess it up. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Too much PTSD there. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's that's all we had planned. Is there anything else that you guys thought of throughout this recording that you might want to throw out at all? To talk about.
1: I'm excited to watch the Buxton MVP tour.
0: Buxton's been great. Yeah.
1: It's MVP tour all long. year long.
0: Yeah. Uh, Joe, anything? Back. You? Huh? We're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> okay. I can. I can. Like just. I just erase you from this i have that power again i did it i did it last week or two weeks ago whenever i did hosted this last either way um i think that's gonna do it uh for us here uh thank you for listening and um if you don't know where to find us um how'd you get here mm-hmm. um but if you would like to remind be reminded of where to find us uh, you can find us at diamond-digest.com on Twitter at Diamond underscore Digest and Instagram at Diamond.Digest. They are now playing at the bottom of the screen here if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, You can also find us on YouTube at Diamond Digest. Crazy how that works. We're very consistent in naming all our stuff here. Uh, But uh, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back in weeks to come with more baseball to come. And baseball's back, and we're just enjoying the ride. So... Uh, if you want to follow any of us on Twitter, uh, Joe's a Yankees fan. is a Mets fan. I am a Giants fan. Uh, I throw out a lot of Giants stuff. Um, I'm not sure about these two, how much uh, they throw out in respect to their teams. Um, but if you guys Just want to Andrew, play, Joey Gallo. I try. <laughs> uh, you can at least tell when I'm watching a game because I will tweet about it. Like, I'll have a chunk of, like, 50 tweets in, like, the two or three-hour span of me watching the game. And half of them are just about with shot at getting RBIs, but that's beside the point. Uh, but that will do it for us here. Um, for Joe, Jonah, and myself, Diego, thank you for listening. Come back next week. Come back every week. Enjoy all of our content. Um, we put out articles all the time. If you haven't played Wendell, it's our Wordle, baseball version of Wordle. Uh, we put that out every day. We're approaching, um, I believe, 70. Uh, so I'm very retroactive. You can go and play all 60 something there are. So, but uh, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. And as always, go baseball.
2: Go baseball.